Oh yeah, Spence. I'm so stoked to be back once again on the Ventura 4 podcast with you. We're always searching for those tasty waves, the hot tunes, the fun in the sun, righteous food, and all the news across the 805. On this show, we've got great segments, breaking it down, the goods we've discovered over the last few days, and our journalistic point of view all about town. We're here to share it to you today. Spence, you excited? Very excited because today we're just going to cover kind of all the stuff we've done and what we plan to do and what Venture Forward is all about. Yeah, you know, thanks for understanding where I was coming from in this one. We're writing this episode and I was thinking to myself, the people have been asking, what is Ventura Forward? Where did it come from? Where are you guys going? And how can I get more involved? Because we've got this podcast, we've been furthering our communication. We've been pumping up on social media more. I've been talking on the radio, thanks to KVTA in the morning too, shedding that stoke. So I want to take a little moment with you today to tell about where we've been and where we're going. So with that being started, what is Ventura Forward? Ventura Forward is an area that you can bring in whatever you want to our community in the city of Ventura, and we also support the 805. Because what was found in our community service efforts is that it's not just one person, it's groups, it's people, it's nonprofits, it's government entities. And as we continue to search to fill in the gaps throughout our community, solving these simple problems with simple solutions, we found out, you know what, we need to organize ourselves because if you just have one voice, it's not as strong as two, three, or maybe even a dozen. So that's kind of where the mission originally came from, was to get everyone together and have some fun in the sun with some volunteer work. And that's what we're all about. Each person has their strength, where they volunteer and what they do. And we want to speak to all of these people. Uh, There's so many ways to do it. One of the best ways, as you know, because you're a lion, is uh, if you want to look at a place that will point you in a good direction, it's certainly the lions. And they get a lot of uh, energy, the men and women of the Lions Club. How long have you been a lion? Uh, about two and a half years. But before that, for a significant amount of time, you've been one of the uh, people out, and I don't know how you want to put it, but a self-selected person to go out and clean stuff up. Nobody told you to do it. Nobody asked you. Nobody paid you. You just did it uh, to make the community look better. And that's a mission you've carried on for quite a few years now. Yeah, thank you for saying that, Spence. It's going on five years, me being the age of 42 years old. This is, again, Spencer Norn with Ventura Ford, hanging out with Tom Spence in studio. Excited to always share our love with you guys. And it was about five years ago, Spence. I'll tell you the story where it started was my brother, Jared Eugene Norn. Uh, Eight years ago, he about passed away, unfortunately, in Las Vegas. He was a man that struggled with special needs, uh, mental illness, bipolar, schizophrenic. He was diagnosed these many times in state hospitals. And he was one of these individuals that are unhoused in the streets for about 10 years. And it really gave me such a unique perspective and my family's perspective about what everyone goes through when they see an individual on the streets. It gave all of those faces an individual feeling because I love my brother more than anything else in the world. I would have done anything for him, but you have to somehow let that go. It's that struggle of understanding then what do the streets mean? How does he get services? Where is he taking showers? Where does he get food at? And I was, and me and my sister, Nicole, my mom and my dad, our whole family were really opened up to all of those ways the government's always working for people. So it was through my 30s, I learned a lot of this process through trying to help my brother get off the streets, seeing his struggle with law enforcement. And here's the biggest key term that I wanted to solve, where Ventura came from was, if an individual in America isn't harming themselves or somebody else, they don't get maximum services. 
you know, either you're getting and get arrested and put into jail and be incarcerated for there, or if you're hurting yourself, you're going to get all the social services that you need to kind of prepare to get better from that. And my brother and other people and thousands of them are stuck in the middle of Spence. And so it was my goal to find a way to get solutions for those people. And it's such an odd thing. If, if I think of, uh, you know, people who are having issues, they say, well, we have to wait for something to go totally wrong before it will help you. When somebody comes in, you think that help, if they could get it at the onset, that would be a good time to do it. Because then the ultimate tragedy will occur if you don't. So I think the efforts of a lot of good people in this community are to help these people initially. And as a family member, it's so close to you and you're so concerned. Sometimes, you know, the tough love, the interventions, things like that, it's beyond what you can do. It's beyond your scope. And you really do need hospitalization and things like that. And that couldn't be achieved by your brother, apparently. He didn't. He tried. And that's where real mental illness comes in and how there's so many different frames of mind and levels and stages that each individual is in in their journey with their mental state. And my brother Spence, you know why he didn't like taking the medicine? It made him fat. It made him overweight. And it made him feel lazy. And it said, he used to say all the time, it doesn't make me feel like I'm myself. And so he struggled with the medication for years, eventually to where he wouldn't take it anymore. And so that is where we find that because the services are there. I'm thinking of a guy named Tyler right now in Colorado, who is my brother's social worker. He did so much for my family to help my brother. He might not ever hear this podcast, but Tyler, thank you so much for loving my brother. So the services are there, but they don't want to be helped in those points. That's when we create a new system. Ventura Forward, we're moving it forward in that here we are five years later to drop a little quick bomb about creating new transitional facilities. We're starting to work with local leaders assembly members, Congress people, writing letters, emails, a conversation starting between jail and the, and the streets. There has to be a middle area for to facilitate mental illness where they have to go in there for a mandatory period of time to see what medication can work, give them time to recover, find jobs and find housing because these people cannot do it on the streets themselves. And we're seeing that pandemic if the unhoused individuals across the state of California right now. And for many people, if they know somebody or if they're having some issues themselves, NAMI is a great place to start. And that's uh, for uh, the National Associate Mental Illness. We know Maya Zamaya is a huge person in that. And we've had walks and we've had people just trying to shed more light on that. And we have to look at all the opportunities you have because quite often, and unfortunately in your brother's case, there are things that hold you back. Because I've heard those stories before. Uh, they dulled me out. They, you know, it's like Dolby for the soul. You know, Dolby cuts out the highs and the lows, but sometimes the highs and the lows are what makes your life worth living. You know, it makes it the spectacular part, but a mental, mentally ill person can get stuck in that low for too long. And these are the things, it is so beyond me, I don't, I, I can't get it. You know, so that's why we need the professionals to help out. But what I love about what you did is, after this ultimate tragedy, having a brother, you know, murdered because he was in a vulnerable position, rather than getting mad and kicking stuff and throwing a fit, which you might have done to some degree, you channeled your energies into helping the community, uh, cleaning up the community and doing things like that, which is, uh, it's, it's good. A tragedy caused you uh, to go in a very, very positive direction. Yeah, thanks for saying that. Um, it took, a, you know, you're, you're hitting it right in the head and we have no script for this podcast. We normally don't. Our fans are really liking the rawness. So thank you, Spence, for feeling that energy with me. You know, I, I was living in Seattle when I heard the news and it really just shook me up. 
It shook me to my core about how can I make a difference in my life. And my brother, it came down to him smoking meth and crack in the barrancas of the city of Ventura with a friend named Shane. The guy came from out of town. He went through the jail system, found my brother who was normally just doing alcohol and smaller drugs, and then introduced him. I actually got introduced to crack cocaine down the same barrancas and said no. Probably one of the biggest moments of my life where if I would have obviously chased that dragon or smoked smoke out of a light bulb, I had a chance up in uh, Ojai one time too, an overnight party, you know? So it shows you how fast it can get to you when you have older siblings and people. And I remembered that and I just didn't want other people to experience what I had experienced as a young man and losing my brother. Cause I was 15 years prior, right? Now I'm a guy living in Seattle. My son was six years old. My daughter was four and my brother was gone. And I had this calling to come home and I wanted to come home to Ventura and fix the schools and where my brother might've gone wrong. And it in incorporated me into the community. I quickly came home. I went to Wanamaria Elementary School, got involved in the PTA. I saw in front of our school that they weren't following the speed limit in front of our school zone. It was supposed to be 25 miles an hour. It wasn't being enforced. It quickly brought into, well, how do you lower the speed limit? Well, go to a city council meeting, they all told me. So that's what I did. I had never been to a city council meeting before five years ago. I had not really understood the process of what it was to have council members, a mayor, uh, staff. I was completely blind and naive. And I love that part about the story as well is that I took it from a really organic, you know, almost like a child walking into an elementary school doing the Billy Madison, dude, doing the Billy Madison of a grown up going back to school. And that was me at City Hall. And it's funny, too, because uh, we had a situation with traffic and uh, we in our neighborhood, it was at Weymouth uh, when I lived in the lanes there. And we had a police officer come over to do like a neighborhood watch meeting and all of that. And the police officer said to us, he said, here's why you don't want me on the corner watching for speeders. Because everybody wanted a police officer. You know what he said? Yeah. All you guys are going to get the tickets. And he <laughs> says it happens every single time. I, we end up ticketing the, and they get really mad that we're not getting the right people. Yeah. And we looked at each other and we said, Probably true. Uh, but he said, just take more care and be vigilant. But it was really funny. We did the same thing. But I never made the leap to city council. You never went to. I never. You know, as a, yeah. As a high schooler, we got credit for going and seeing the meetings. But I didn't see it as something that interested me or compelled me. I didn't do anything either until I was about 30. That's when I yep. started getting involved, but never with the city council. I was pulled in by like the Lions and the Rotary, and they put me in a good direction to do good things. Yeah, you know, everyone's level of service stops somewhere sometimes, right? Whether it's time, energy, sometimes money can stop you, you know? And I just dedicated myself to the process. And I'll, I'll stop right now and I always give a shout out to my wife. I, I, you see me do it a lot. Without her support, being back home, doing the smaller things, allowing me to be away from the family, doing the community service stuff, I couldn't be here. You know, my family has absolutely sacrificed for the community, whether it was time, finances, going on vacations, but it became so natural. Ventura Forward, as we're talking about the mission here, as some people are watching online or maybe checking this out again, it came so natural. It came from me and a few friends, I'll shout their names right now, Bill Beckman, Jesus Moreno, aka Jesus Arcentales, an old friend of mine, and John Burdick. These are four of our friends. I moved home before the Thomas fire, I was going to the speed limit thing and I said, you know, community members have questions. I don't have the answers. Will anybody be interested in meeting me at a coffee shop at seven o'clock in the morning 
and starting a conversation. And it was called Ventura Peeps, like the peeps you eat for the, for the people made fun of the name. It eventually changed to Ventura Forward. But what we found in those meetings were we're going to support a local business. Which one was open first? It actually goes Bagel Rock Cafe. Open. Love Bagel Rock. Bagel Rock, shout out. It opens up the earliest in Ventura, oh, 530. Okay, mm-hmm. best breakfast is Bagel Rock Cafe. Okay, we sat there and we're like, you know what? Let's go for a walk. So we got our coffee and we just started walking the neighborhood. Sure enough, we saw some people in the street. We started asking them questions. And where do you get your social services from? You know what? And that was where it was born. It was that we just wanted to support local business, talking community members. I'll never forget when me and John, this is a, I love this part of the podcast right here because this was the start of inclusive, inclusivity. I was calling Venturians, not Venturans. So the people that had lived here for the last 15 years were correcting me, right? The guy who had been gone for a while claims to be four generations. I thought I knew everything. I was quick to be told that I didn't. And I started to listen to people like my friend John. And here was our perfect conversation. I would say, well, you're not from here. You don't know. And we didn't just have classic conversations. You know, you'd say, oh, you're not from here. You don't really know. And it would always upset him. He'd be like, what do you mean I'm not from here? I've lived here longer than you. You've been gone. And so we got in this classic conversation. And he changed my whole mind. My whole mindset went from being, you know, even if I am a fifth generation Venturan where my great grandparents moved to Wainimi, my other great grandparents were living in above Foothill Road, you got to accept everybody. And that was the cool thing that John said that we had something in common. It was the Ventura forward heartbeat. Moving to this city and understanding that your presence in this city makes you feel different than anywhere else in the world. It's the county that makes you feel the same way. And recognizing that heartbeat and that feeling makes you a Venturan and makes you somebody that loves the 805 and is willing to give your heart here. And that's what Ventura Ford was about. It's about recognizing that heartbeat. Whether you were born here, whether you moved here, whether you've been here for one day passing through, you know it, it feels different and you recognize it and you respond to it. And this isn't to impress, but to oppress upon that you should just find the thing that you want to do and find the thing that fits your lifestyle that can help the community. For me, way back when I first started to serve a little bit, it was the blood donation story. I had, when I was sort of a youngster, maybe early 20s, I had a spinal tap, and it ruined me. Huh? I, was, I was bedridden for six months. I had a horrible reaction. Something went wrong. No, I didn't sue. Maybe I should have, but something went wrong, and I had to move back in with my parents, and I just laid there. For, um, for ages. And earlier in my life, I had this penicillin shot that was horrible uh, because I had stepped on a nail and it got really wildly infected. So I was really needle shy, like really needle shy. One day, I'm at the old Q105 and I look down and there's a blood mobile. And I look down, we're in the second floor. Annie Sage, the afternoon woman, a girl on air at Q105, I look down and I said, I am not going into that. And she looks at me and she goes, You're such a baby. I Uh-oh. go, Well, I don't like needles. I got challenged. (laughs) So I went, okay, here we go. So I walked down, and I I told them my story. They said, okay. They they brought me in. They got smelling salts out. They got these ice packs and everything. They said, we're going to put you through this. Foot massage. I got the little stick, and I will say, for anybody that says it doesn't hurt at all, that's silly. It is a stick. But you're not getting harpooned. Right. It's it's like, and then it's over. 
So I, I did that, and I thought, well, that was kind of easy. So I became an every two-month blood donor. It just became yeah. a thing I did. I went to the United Blood Services. This is before Vitalant, and I'm sitting in the bed, and I look across, and I see these people watching TV, and they're giving platelets. Platelets takes two hours blood. Total, the actual giving takes about 15 minutes, and you've got to stay there 15 minutes afterwards. So it's about 40 minutes out of your life. Yeah. I look over, and I said, what are they doing? They said, they're doing platelets. And back then, they did a needle in your right, needle in your left because of the way the draw worked. And I said, I want to try to do that. So I became the guy that was doing a lot of platelets. So I got up to, a couple of months ago, uh, 30 gallons of total donations. But that became my thing. It just became, yeah. this is what, because you got to do something. And a little bit here with the Lions and uh, you know, great people like Jim Duran in town with the city center and working with the Walk for Life, the Tender Life Walk that's happening July 30th, by the way, folks. Just doing little things like that to find your way and to give back to the community. So those those were mine, and that's how I got in. But if it wasn't for Annie Sage just looking at me and pretty much calling me out yeah. as being a sissy, I might not have ever given blood at all. And I will tell you, folks, it's time. It's no money. It doesn't cost you anything, and you literally save a life. That's the great thing about a blood donation. There's no money out of your wallet because money's too tight to mention right now for a lot of people. So find something, your service. It takes time, certainly, but you can block out a couple of hours. Go to the beach and, and do, a, do a beach cleanup. Do something like that. But these are the organic movements by individuals that really create a nice community. Yeah, and I, I've given blood once. You inspire me to do it, if you know that or not. Only once in my life. It was because of you. And that's what you need to do. You need to have somebody who's the leader who wants to be that spark plug. And that's where I saw myself. You know, I always knew that. People that knew me growing up, I came from a family that's name on the side of a building. I was the youngest of, of the kids and I was a spark plug and I was running around the store my whole life. And it's who I was born to be. I was born to serve this community and I ran from that for a long time. And when I embraced it, I never felt better. I've had some trials and tribulations doing that. You know, going out here and putting yourself out there and being that spark plug, speaking publicly, you make mistakes, you know, and I want to say right now to people or to anybody out there, you know what? I'm sorry in a sense. I, I totally am sorry if I hurt you in that sense because my heart has always been in the right place. But this is a tough position to be in when you're a leader trying to make yourself uncomfortable. And Spence described it there, giving blood. When I first started doing stickers and graffiti, very uncomfortable. You know, I've been in situations where I've run into the police doing this, where I've been combated with people who are against it. You know, it just gets you knowing that when you're uncomfortable and doing the things that you know are right, that's when you're moving your community forward. You got to follow the rules. You got to follow the process the best that you can. But that American spirit lives within Ventura forward to when you see something, you do it and you do it right and you do it with an open heart, knowing that if you do make a re mistake or you do do something that might upset somebody, you're gonna be open enough to receive it with grace and say, you know what, I made a mistake. And that's what I've done, Spence. I'm gonna tell you right now, in this process, the last four years, I've made mistakes, but I've made a lot more greater accomplishments. And a few of those accomplishments have been garnering the respect of a few of our sponsors. You know, let's give them a quick shout out right now to the people that are stepping up and supporting Ventura Forward in this new hybrid of a for-profit business. This is time during our podcast to also talk about how we really looked at the difference between for-profits and non-profit businesses. Both have their place and why Ventura Forward decided to eventually nestle in as a for-profit to help collaborate non-profits that are out there. I could list 20 to 50 non-profits we've worked with. 
I'm going to give one shout out in particular, and that's Rack Life. Random Acts of Kindness is the group that we use to bring funds through for projects, for donations that want to be completely completely to projects and not go to overhead stuff. So Ventura Ford's always working together. As you remember, Matt Foster, my friend, started racklife.org. It's now being run by John Routh in Thousand Oaks. We helped raise close to a quarter million dollars for Thomas Fire uh, survivors and victims of that fire, uh, mostly uninsured renters in the city of Ventura. So that's kind of how that started off. They also did a lot of other great projects with racklife.org. So Ventura Ford, a for-profit, working with a nonprofit, able to have money to source in to create time and energy to fill in those gaps we keep talking about, whether it's graffiti removal, uh, trash cleanup, public comment uh, to represent the people. Maybe it's cleaning out a nature garden. Maybe it's going to help promote surf rodeo. Maybe it's platforming a comic book shop that wants to get their name out there a lot more. These are all ways that we can say, you know what? We don't have to put ourselves in a box. We don't have to create a nonprofit just for this one thing and have one mission because if Ventura Ford's mission is, is to spread the stoke, share the good news about what's going on in this community. And we're going to do that through a podcast, through YouTube, and there's new news coming out too, Spence. A weekly digital newsletter coming out beginning of August. Awesome. And I think of all the other people I've met over the many, many years, a walk on water with Kim, uh, you know, the, the surfing dog. What could be more fun and exciting? And when you see a Howley who passed, Howley was a beautiful, beautiful animal. Poncho is there now. And just somebody that came up with that idea. Think about it. They oh. had a dog that surfed, and they said, what if we got together with with special needs kids, very, very young kids who are a little nervous around the water, have expert swimmers and surfers, bring the dog out, these kids are having a blast. So that's just another one. You go, man, walk on water. Who would have thought of that? Well, they did, and uh, they're pulling it off, and it's great. So it's all of these groups in the community that, that grew here. It was to the, you know, Howley was in the Rose Parade for New Year's Day. Really? Yeah, it was that big. This dog was famous. And it's oh. things like that that go out there and help a variety of people. So what we want to know is, you know, what what is your your thing? You know, what is what is it dear? What compels you? What's your passion? And find out what that is and help out. You know, through the Lions, I've seen so many things done. The Eye Clinic is one of the the great things they do. Every Tuesday from 8 to 11 o'clock, Chris Brashears and a bunch of good people get together. Dr. Pro Bono works for free. Salvation Army gives the facility, the Rotary, and the Lions get together. People get eye exams, and then they get glasses. Free. Who right. would have thought of that? I mean, that's, that's remarkable. And that's what Ventura Ford's doing again, is sharing all of those great missions that you're talking about that are already currently existing. How many people in our community don't know they're there? How many don't know that those services are being provided, but yet we kind of want to kick and scream sometimes, or maybe go on next door or social media or the water cooler. And we're not complaining. We're just sharing news that we can expect more out of our community, right? How do we enhance our community? And there's groups doing that. And that's what Ventura Ford is trying to heighten. Walk on water. You know, I got to give uh, Chris right now. Chris, a shot. I'm uh, Chris, uh, deaf at dawn. I'm thinking of his hashtag real fast. Deaf at dawn is out there every day taking photos, allowing Ventura Ford to share those photos, right? Mm -hmm. So what do I do? Walk on water comes to town. We go down there and we media it back because these nonprofits for as fast as they're growing, they need help. And the organic growth is what we believe in more than ever after this pandemic, after what we've gone through the last 10 years with the, the internet coming out, fake news is coming out. Ventura Ford's here to be that voice. You know, 
I talk about it with you, Spence. You might underestimate yourself. You're the voice of the 805. And I couldn't be more thankful for you giving me a little bit of tutelage for allowing me to come in here and to get some of your mentorship in the studio. So thank you for doing that. But your voice is the consistency that brings peace, comfort with the news. Somebody has to tell us the news. We want it to be somebody comfortable and who's been around for a long time. And that's kind of what Ventura 4 is looking to do. Not through just one voice in Spencer Norn, but many voices. We're bringing them all in this pot. You know, all of this greatness to share through organizations. Let's call like Sheree Egbert right now, PTA president for Ventura High School. She's checking in with Ventura Forward weekly. What's been going on right now? She's burning about the cannabis situation. Cannabis permits are coming out the next two weeks. You know, she's curious, is her voice being heard and how can she have her voice being heard? You know, whether you're on this side of the fence or that side of the fence, we agree with one thing in Ventura Forward. The voice needs to be heard. Right. And so helping residents have their voices be heard is another facet of ways that this organic group came and the organic group takes time and energy. So we want to really thank you for our sponsors that allow it to happen. It's Arsenal Comics, one of our first sponsors that stepped up. It's the Mountain Doll. A gentleman and his family are dedicated to our great outdoors in the 805. Thank you for your sponsorship. Uh, It's the new X50 Inc. coming X50 working with public uh, security, uh, different fun things in the 805. They're going to be giving a new uh, area to the podcast about how we can kind of look into hybriding some of the way we police. Also want to shout out the Ventura Music Hall for doing a lot of good stuff. Ventura Real Estate Company. A lot of great companies coming forward and think about sponsoring with Ventura for those opportunities are there. And I started talking about Spence, the subscription digital newsletter, a price point we can all afford five bucks a month. Five bucks a month gets you a newsletter coming out once a week with what to do, where to go, and how to help you solve your problems and questions in the city of Ventura. All right, it's great. Another one that I love is Mission Fish. For the veterans, first responders, they get to go out and they get to enjoy a day of fishing completely provided by Mission Fish. The veterans don't pay anything. Veterans together taking a nice calm day out on the ocean, chatting with each other. Then groups like the Lions um, quite often find themselves, uh, you know, bring out the barbecue, do some tri-tip. So there's another one. So we will say over and over and over again, find the thing that works for you. Find the passion. Maybe it is helping out veterans. Maybe it is helping out what you did with the Little League. You know, you've got kids in Little League. Yep. You're not just a dad in Little League. You umped, you coached, and you ran the snack bar, and I ate your popcorn. Thanks, dude. You know, I got the numbers back yesterday, too, for all of our football, all of our Foothill fans. We rang in twenty one thousand dollars. Twenty one grand at that snack stand. It cost about thirteen thousand. Okay. So we netted about eight. Eight grand, and that suite it goes back into the system, and you help out some kids. You made the parking lot look beautiful. Um, you thank know, you, thank you, thank really you. Really nice. You know, and you're right. You call those out because when people are thinking about how do I serve, and maybe people watching on my Facebook right live right now, find any way you possibly can to get a hold of us. You don't have to just continue to go and think about creating something yourself. Get involved in that, whether it's the Juana Maria PTA. Let's, I'm going to go over a few of my roles right now for fun. It's the Juana Maria PTA, uh, lower member now. I was the gardener there for a while. I just became the Cabrillo Middle School basketball coach. I'm looking for maybe some assistant basketball coaches. Shout out Paul Moad, who's also a volunteer for that. Uh, became the PTO president of Cabrillo Middle School which is a very fun opportunity this year. We're having our first meeting coming up. So if you want to get involved with Cabrillo Middle School, 
Um, Two Trees Church. I've become a community ambassador for my church as well, working with the Second Saturday Cleanups. Second Saturday Cleanup was started by the Adopt a Block program by the Westside Community Development Program. Jackie Pierce is out there getting some great work done. Now, she's a nonprofit who actually gets money from the city of Ventura through a grant. So again, we're working with all of these nonprofits to bring them all to light. Gerardo Gallegos is out there with um, Restore Ventura. Got a grant for fruit trees throughout the city. Uh, we've got Manos Unidos, uh, the group out there that goes and cleans up throughout the community. We've got the Axe Group, A-C-T-S, group of men mostly at Kellogg Park. I could keep going. Well, look at Ventura Land Trust with our good friend Steve Dahl. Let's go to Ranch of Ventura Conservation Trust with mm -hmm. Richard Atmore. And this is, again, what Ventura forwards about. Saying all of these names in our town, we could get into the restaurants. We could get into people doing local good stuff. All of this is going to be in that newsletter coming out. All of these people are going to be guests in the podcast because here's the cool part is, watch this. If you want to hire somebody, maybe on the newsletter, you're looking for someone to hire Maybe we're going to get a job section on the website that's being built. So you have a business in Ventura. You want to hire somebody that lives in Ventura, that is in Ventura, going local, local. We support everybody. We welcome everybody. But of course, it's good to have that base level of Ventura for letting you know good people, good food, good vibes. Let's go. Let's go with Pizza Man Dan, too. Pizza Man Dan. Another man. <laughs> did, he you hear about, done. did you hear about how Pizza Man Dan and Timmy from Arsenal Comics met for our first cleanup? Did I tell you about this? No, what happened? Okay, quick story. So we're hanging out at Ventura Coast Brew, corner of Ash and Santa Clara, downtown Ventura. I had kind of procrastinated on getting a hold of Pizza Man Dan. So he didn't know that I was coming by that day. I gave him 24-hour notice. He didn't know. But Timmy was thinking that Pizza Man Dan was coming by that time because I had met with Pizza Man Dan too. Okay? Long story short, Ventura Ford comes down, Timmy shows up, the VPD shows up at the same time because I called them to give us some support. Pizza Man Dan comes across one minute after. So we've got VPD, Timmy, Pizza Man Dan, Ventura Ford group is right there. Everyone's like, why is everyone here at the same time? It was just <laughs> Timmy's face was so classic. And he was starstruck. Pizza Man Dan is an absolute legend in this community. Uh, his style... The cars. He used to stand out there wearing the pizza slice outfit right up the corner here. The first time I saw him out there, I thought, who's that nut? And it's a man who's passionate about his pizza because he's owner, operator, driver, pizza costume wearing guy. He's at all levels of his business and he has a Corvette. Everybody has seen it. Pepperoni Corvette. And that's Ventura Ford right there in a nutshell. Pizza Man Dan exemplifies the Ventura Ford attitude. You be yourself. You let the community embrace you and you're gonna be successful. You know what, you can just do it and you do it and you do it with kindness and you do it with more kindness. Pizza Man Dan, he loves to donate pizzas to causes and nonprofits. Shout out to you. Yep, a good man and good times. And generally when we have some kind of an event, you know, another one that I got into early because somebody asked me, the Relay for Life. I've done that a few times over the many, many years. And he was a guy that when we had our meetings there, we would have pizza and he would set us up. And he was very, very good at giving back that way so we could have a nice relaxing room. Everybody gets a slice of pizza and talks about Relay for Life. So um, a shout out to the Relayers too. Absolutely. Um, it's been great talking on the podcast here. We're going to go by me for about four or five more minutes. I think it's important that we talk about the procedural side of stuff too. Um, our last two podcasts ago, we talked about how I was removed from the commission of the city of Ventura 
for being a volunteer in that realm about the process. We know we have our elected officials, we have staff, and we have our volunteers. Remember that the process of Ventura Forward is always about respecting all of those people, especially the staff, the men and women that are being paid to do their jobs. We're in support of them. But you know what? The community doesn't always understand how hard they're working and how the process works. And that's taking a lot of those frustrations and anxiety and moving it into a filter of goodness to help all of our tax dollars and all of our hard work become the greatest outcome, which is enhancing the city of Ventura, and then ultimately allowing us to be a model for Oxnard to move forward, Camarillo to move forward, the 805 to move forward, and that's where I wanna give someone a shout out right now, and that's Supervisor Matt Levere, uh, and watershed protection worker Sandy Harrison, uh, Steve and Mona, employees of the watershed, uh, Mr. David Feitch uh, works for the watershed as well. These are people that have really made strides to create new programs to clean Moon Ditch. If you might have seen them, we have a video where for the last 18 months, Ventura Forward has been working with local officials to clean the water culvert drainage, which is in front of the auto dealership when you're going south in the 101. And millions of people have seen this graffiti in front of our awesome auto dealership sign, which is a major tax contributor in our town, People call it a drive-through town because the most beautiful parts of our town aren't seen by the freeway, especially once you pass the ocean. And they just saw graffiti. Mm -hmm. And we put that through, Spence, 18 months. And so I want to really take that extra two minutes to describe that we go through the process. We can do the quick sign cleaning, which we did today, and we can go through the process. It's filling in that middle, which makes me so excited to know that we're respecting and we're here to help you understand the process because this podcast and this group can get political, but we don't have a political side. We don't have right or left or up or down. There's no color involved with this political party or this political group because we believe at Ventura Forward, all of our voices as one can equal strength at the same time understanding everyone has an individual voice and needs to be heard. Absolutely, 100%. How's that culvert looking? Are we okay? Still no tags. Still no tags. And I know that Matt Levere and your group as uh, at large is trying to get some sort of artwork that would be in there. And they say, Matt said it on the air on the KVTA Morning Show, that when there's artwork, a lot of times graffiti artists seem to respect it. So they won't paint over artwork. But if it's a blank slate, they'll go. So uh, hopefully we can get something in there and, and just make it nicer. And what you said about the auto center is true. A big money generator. It generates jobs. It generates sales. It's everything. Communities need these powerhouses. And to have a nice view across there, I'm sure the auto dealers were really excited that your group got this done. Thank you. And information that some of us might know. All of us in our community, I feel like in Ventura, have this great knowledge of information, but how are we sharing it? That's what this platform is about. I want people to know who are supporting it. People might just think it's an auto dealership. Let's just get rid of that and put up a bunch. But you got to know the full circle of it. And you might just be a donut shop. And you just might be a car wash. And you might just be someone making cookies in your garage. But you know what? We all serve a purpose. And the more we share that story, the more purpose you get back to the mental health of my brother, the more understanding and the more feeling you get of being part of a community. And that's what we're going with this again. It's a non, it's a for-profit built around a non-profit vibe for the community. It's hybrid. Ventura Ford is hybrid because we're openly willing to tell you we got to make money to put, put the food on the table. 
right? We're going to support jobs here. Spencer's busting the podcast out. I'm out in the streets. This is the team thing that we want to thank our sponsors for again, but to know we can also get projects done. So when we identify our project in the city of Ventura, we're also going to be doing separate funding for that, where if you want to give, identify a project, somebody wants to come in, give $50,000 to complete this project, let's complete that project. We're going to have those options to happen. If we need to get together 20 people to go to a supervisor's meeting to have public comments, we're going to get those 20 people together to give public comments and then write emails. This group is coming together to formulate the strength of our voice, which is the community's voice, not one voices, but I'm very confident if we create this platform more organically, it won't be the squeaky wheel. The one thing you hear over and over in this city is that the process takes a long time and that squeaky wheel gets the grease. And what we know that equals band-aids. That equals kicking the can down the road. These are terms that we all hear in this political field of when we're losing the quality of life in the city of Ventura. Anyone watching this podcast or watching me online right now or going to be listening to this in the future believes in the city of Ventura and believes that we got somewhere to go in the future to move Ventura forward. I wouldn't be spending my time talking about it now if I didn't believe in it. So I want to thank you for believing in the message. Thank you for believing in me, Spencer, the man who's been chosen to be the leader at this time. But I always tell Spence, who's standing next to me right now, do I prefer being Batman or Robin? I'm Robin. I tell him all the time. Peanut butter and jelly? I want to be the jelly, right? I like being the psychic again. And I'm going to wrap this full thing up right now because I lost my brother. My brother was three and a half years older than me. And he kicked my butt. He tortured me. But you know what? He made me feel loved. And that's what I'm doing. That's why I'm hanging out with Tom Spence. He makes me feel loved. And I want to encourage everyone out there to make other people feel loved. And when you do that, you're going to feel it back. You're going to call yourself a community person. And you're going to reap the benefits that can never be quantified. And one of the things you can do is to join us with a Walk for Tender Life maternity home. This is something that is happening on the 30th. It's a Saturday, 30th of July. Want to see you out there. We go for a walk. You help some women. We're talking about providing services to pregnant women with safe housing, supportive services of all kinds in an environment that instills dignity, promotes self-sufficiency, all of that from uh, wonderful, uh, dedicated people in Ventura. City of Ventura rocks. All right, Spence, let's get ready to wrap up this podcast. It's a big weekend. We've got Surf Rodeo going down there by the pier. Those guys are getting after it. J.D. Ross and Big Bad Bob are going to be doing it hot. We've also got some stuff going at the Ventura Music Hall and all throughout the county. So all of our listeners, thank you again. And we want to give a shout out to our band, Ray Fresco, always bringing those hot tunes. They'll be at the Surf Rodeo this weekend. Have a great time, Spence. Let's go.